Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's still a little bit more time to get your Breakup Breakdown merch. You can check out the link in the episode description to check out all the products. This week on the Breakup Breakdown. I've gone back so many times and have never been able to figure out how I could have seen it coming. As far as I was aware, that morning, I was going to go to bed that night and it was going to be just another casual day. I finally sent that text of like, hey, are we ever going to talk again? Like, I, I don't really know what happened. Have you ever been through a breakup? It comes out of nowhere. You're looking back, you're thinking, what the heck happened? And it kind of sends you on your own breakup breakdown mystery. Like, what happened in my own breakup? Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Hey, if you like this podcast, of course, we've got merch available. And I always appreciate it when you leave us a positive review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if there's a part of the interview you want to jump to, I always keep timestamps in the episode description so you can jump around if you want to. And if you like keeping up with your podcast on social media, you can check out our Instagram at Breakup breakdown podcast and if there's a breakup story that you want to tell on the podcast or if there's a couple you've always been curious about and you want to submit them i've got a form in the episode description hey heartbreakers welcome back to another episode of the breakup breakdown i'm here with coworker justin who is wearing a wawa sweatshirt wawa it is a fashion statement some would say justin soon enough you'll be able to get that heartbreaker sweatshirt oh yeah the crop top i I ordered one for you okay i want i wanted to make sure that you could rep proudly (laughs) i've been going to the gyms so the the crop top won't look too bad. We'll be able to you'll be able to show off your coworker. I'll be able to show abs. off my beer gut in the co, in the uh, in the coworker Justin crop top hoodie. I'm sending this to HR as we speak. <laughs> anyway, so a couple announcements. Next week we're gonna have a Thanksgiving special. Justin, oh. I haven't mentioned this to you yet. <laughs> I okay. do this thing where I just mention things yeah, on air and then just like, I'll go with it. So I thought it would be so fun if we did a Thanksgiving special because I don't want to put out an episode on Thursday sure. because it's going to be Thanksgiving. No one's going to listen. Talking you, about the breakups we're thankful yeah. for. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to talk about the breakups or the lessons we've learned from relationships that we're thankful for. Okay. But heartbreakers, I also want to hear from you. So I'm going to have the Q&A feature linked on this. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also do an audio submission. I'll have a link for that in the episode description if you want your voice on the episode. And you can also DM me if it's like super long. Probably the breakup breakdown Instagram one would be most effective. I tend to not always see the ones on my personal Instagram. Getting so many DMs. So many guys are just hitting me up. You know, it's just really hard to sort through them. Let's talk about the domestic violence shelter that we're supporting this week. (laughs) This week we're supporting a shelter in Charlotte, North Carolina to help out the Safe Alliance. I'll have all that information linked in this episode description if you're choosing to support this week or volunteer, whatever you feel called to do or nothing at all. We just want to let you know that the option's there, especially with this season of giving coming up with Thanksgiving being next week and Christmas and Hanukkah and all those fun holidays. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this week's submission. Okay. So I got a submission that was specifically geared towards finding out what happened with a guy in this group of friends. Mm -hmm. So it says, hey, Abby, I used to run in the same circle as this guy and his girlfriend, and they've been together for like a really long time, lived together, traveled together. They seemed like partners in life and had a really good group of friends around them. So obviously I was really surprised when I saw a photo of them all minus the boyfriend in Peru together. And at first I was like, 
like, oh, he couldn't go. But I later found out that they had broken up entirely. Oh. It must be pretty brutal to not only have to go through a breakup, but I'm also assuming there's some friendship drama too. Like, what did this guy do? Or is it the other way around? If you can find out, please let me know. If you were dating this guy who I was friends with and you two broke up, it's kind of bro code that like I automatically assume he's the one correct and defend him regardless of what happened. Even though I've launched you into dating and relationships <laughs> podcast fame, you're going to yes. choose Ryan. <laughs> That's the name I'm giving him. Ryan, Ryan over me. Ryan's a nice guy. I don't know what you did to, to ruin this situation. Ryan said that I did look bad in those jeans. So See, that and that's when it's like, hey, bro, maybe don't say that. But I still got you. Anyway, next week on the breakup breakdown, <laughs> hear me about me and Ryan and what he said about me in my jeans. <laughs> There's a fine line when it comes to friendships, especially when you're dating somebody for so long. You two really do become a unit. When I mm-hmm. saw that submission and it said they were partners, I could immediately think of that type of couple. Sort of like, OK, you picture them as one person almost. There's oh, yeah. a country song that I love when they think of us. They think of what is it called? When they think of me. They think of when us. They, yeah. When yeah. they think of me, they think of you. When you get invited out to dinner, like you both get invited. As you get a little bit older, that just becomes the norm. Like now when I invite a friend, I know it's two people coming. And that's why, like, by the way, so much better to get married when you're younger, because when you're 30 and you're getting married, you invite 50 people. You're actually inviting 100 people. (laughs) Get married early in college. Everyone's still single. You'd be like, no, none of you get a plus one. You know, what's interesting about this is I actually saw a tweet and it really made me feel seen because I've never had a plus one to a wedding. Really? And I really need one in March of 2024. So no, 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 no. Wait, let me finish this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really fired up about this. The tweet said, why do we only, and I know you're going to have something to say about this. I am. I'm already so ready. (laughs) It's a, why do we only validate those relationships of like boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend at a wedding? Like, why is it that I can't bring my best friend of 10 years, but you can bring your boyfriend of one year? I get it. And here's the thing. In that situation, neither are coming in my book. What do you mean? If if there's no ring on the finger, they're not coming. That's my stance because Because the only way I can justify why a significant other would get to come over like my best friend of 10 years, which by the way, that's what I'm doing this December for New Year's (laughs) Eve is I'm being my best friend's plus one. I mean, I was invited to the wedding, but I'm like technically her plus one is you guys have agreed to do life together and there's a contract between you. So you know what? I guess I have to honor the contract too. You really do some soul searching on your friends when you realize (laughs) you have to pay essentially a hundred dollars a person and then their significant others coming. That's my shtick on plus ones as being a partnership and whatever. When it comes to friends and when you are like in a partnership and you guys are sort of known as like one conglomerate of a human showing up to everything, Mm -hmm. how do you choose sides? Is it bad to choose sides? It is. But it becomes, here's the thing is like, you're going to get forced to, because then like, if you're going out, it's like the person's always like, oh, well, is is Ryan there? You know, I don't remember that that comment he made about Abby's (laughs) jeans. It's never sat right with me. I don't want to go if Ryan's there, you know, then it's going to be awkward. And then your friend group is like, are they both coming? Because I don't want to deal with that. You're kind of forced to pick a side. I wonder if maybe this dude did something or maybe these guys did him wrong. Maybe, maybe they just left for the airport and were like, this is how we're telling you that you're getting broken up with. Part of me wonders if all the other guys were also in a relationship, because if not, and then they broke up and then someone in the group starts seeing her, they would go, well, she's 100% going to be around because we're dating now. So he's just got to go. Oh, 
Oh my gosh. Scandal. The tea is hot <laughs> in Peru, apparently. Well, let's figure out what went down in this friendship group slash relationship of a couple of years breakup <laughs> and break it down. <laughs> let's break down this week's breakup. We actually on the same soccer team years and years ago, thousand years before the pandemic, kind of like through a mutual friend, landed on a soccer team. When you're higher 20s and single, you kind of notice each other pretty quickly. And we went out for like the last game of the season. The whole team did. And I had been very interested the entire time. I remember like inviting her out to the, a bar afterwards where we kind of like, I think it was like a Tuesday night or something, but we ended up staying out to like 1 a.m. just like chatting and wine after wine after wine and you know, the usual and kind of like carried through from that. We are, we are two very go out and have fun type people. It never really slowed down once we started hanging out. It was a really quick kind of like, oh, this is very much, I knew the second that we were hanging out. This is good. I have no interest in anything else right now. When you say you noticed her like across the room or across the field, <laughs> if you will, from a guy's perspective, what was that thing that caught your attention about her? For me personally, it was kind of, uh, I think she was just telling a story. Just remember the story being so like abrasive and funny that I like, I, I was like eavesdrop laughing kind of. I remember asking like mutual friend kind of like, what's her story kind of thing? And nobody really knew because she kind of like same bombed around and had fun all the time. It was really just kind of like that casual attitude of like, yeah, you know, this is me. So how long did you guys date and was your relationship for the most part pretty good or were there some issues there? We dated pretty much immediately after that first little hangout. It was a very quick friendship. She got a dog a couple months into it. And so then like there was kind of a little extra addition. It was actually, that was a real big green flag for me. That's normally a sign for me to be like, uh, this is a lot of responsibility. And like, this was just kind of supposed to be casual. And then it was just kind of like, no, actually I'm still in. That was like a big kind of like, oh wow, I didn't know this about myself. But it went up and up, always like real solid. You see the negatives in retrospect always. Their only tension moments would be usually family related. It's not that I ignore family, but I mean, you know, they're not integrated into my life. They're there for reunions and my friends are my integration and any plus ones friends. Just I love friends more than that. And hers was very kind of just always around, best way to put it. Like there'd be times where after work, you know, I'd kind of like go stand on the porch and hang out, look out and have a little weed to myself, unwind for the day. And then it'd just kind of be a car pulling up that you're kind of like, oh, this is fun. I guess uh, the parents are coming by today. Um, glad they got to see this moment. You know, it just different viewpoints. And I don't like to let little comments go if it's very inciting kind of stuff. I remember like the first time I met them, they led with, not led with, but there was a pretty impressively racist joke that I didn't laugh at. And kind of, I think that kind of set the tone from like that point on that it was like, oh, we can't be like this around him evidently. And it just, there was always a little bit of tension there. That's 1%. 99% of it was all going well. We moved in after like two years. And even in like the very beginning of the pandemic, we even still were kind of kicking because we were just hanging out and drinking wine at home. And granted, we couldn't go out anymore. So that kind of wasn't as fun, but we made fun for ourselves. We were very talkative and always trying to make each other laugh. The type of people that would order one thing because we had the similar taste to just eat out of the same bowl. Just a very comfortable, comfortable, but not too comfortable kind of relationship. That's so awesome. Sharing the same container of Chinese takeout, chilling on the couch. I mean, it kind of seems like a really great and healthy relationship. I always, I thought thought so. (laughs) I always joke with my guy friends who eventually start moving in with their girlfriends. They always say it's a little bit of an adjustment for them or their girlfriends (laughs) will tell me that it was an adjustment. Talk to me about moving in with her. Like what were some of the growing pains there? That's definitely an adjustment. Um, I had done it once. We'd both done it once before and thought like, well, never doing that again. And so it was kind of a surprise where like, actually, yeah, you know, let's do it again. The bummer is like, I guess, yeah, you never really know. Like 
the other person's like clean habits. I kind of live in like tiny little piles. I have this thing that I'm working on right now. I have my little stuff that I know where it is. And like, if it gets moved, I have no idea where it is. Kind of growing pains there, but nothing, you know, we overlapped and like, I like to cook and she was more of a cleaner. You know, we complimented each other's skill set more or less. Yeah. When you were mentioning the little piles, I feel like everybody has the chair where everybody puts their dirty clothes and stuff. Instead of a laundry Mm -hmm. bin, there's the chair where we just stack everything. Okay. I mean, this sounds pretty good. I mean, normally by the time in this interview, someone's like, yeah. And then he cheated on me with his ex-best friend. Talk to me about where the relationship really took a turn for the worst. The worst. Yeah. As the pandemic dragged on, we'd gotten a little bit rockier just, but like everyone was a little, it to me, it wasn't of like worrying what Rocky it was like ones that we've been in before. And then we'd bounce out and then we're in and then we're out. It was really kind of like after we took one trip and we'd gotten into an argument on that trip, but again, nothing that was like earth shattering. And two days afterwards, as she was like kind of wrapping up uh, her little law school session online, she closed her laptop, come into the living room and kind of just like stood in front of me and said, I've had this feeling in the pit of my stomach and I don't really know how to deal with it. I'm done. There was no inkling. There was no, we weren't less intimate. We weren't not talking. We weren't like faced away from each other. There was no pattern had changed that I could visibly see. As far as I was aware that morning, I was going to go to bed that night and it was going to be just another casual day where, you know, like kind of like life stayed the same. Even now I've gone back so many times and have never been able to figure out how I could have seen it coming. That's so wild. That's textbook how women I think break up with guys. You sit on it for three months and then by the time you actually go for the breakup and actually vocalize it, it's like mentally we've been broken up with you for three months. Or That's like kind of what I was worried about. Yeah. I was listening to a comedian who said the same thing. Getting broken up with, you are the last person to know. It's like your, <laughs> your girl goes and talks to all of her friends about it and then she presents yeah. you with the evidence. Like here's our finding. And it's yeah. the worst. I can imagine like you thought you were going to be sitting on the couch eating takeout and <laughs> now you're going to bed alone. Yeah. It was one of those like, oh boy, this, whenever this pandemic's over, it's going to be great once we start traveling again. You know, we'd traveled, we'd had all the opportunities to have these. I don't know. I guess I, I haven't even really been able to figure out what the starting trigger was. I don't see it anymore. I wanted to ask questions, but she immediately went to her parents. She came in and worked like from home for two days, but my office was in the basement. Hers was upstairs. When we'd pass each other, she just kind of like eyes straight ahead or look the other. Just it was a very like tense. I remember after a month thinking like, I don't know, something's going to calm down. I was like living with some mutual friends that we had who, well, like you'd said, turns out everyone knew except for you kind of thing. And so I was like staying with them and still in just that kind of like, I really don't know. Like they, everyone would kind of ask and I'd be like, I, I don't know. Like finally sent that text of like, hey, are we ever going to talk again? Like, I, I don't really know what happened. And we came over, had a very, just, we were looking at very different things. Like she brought a letter over of, you didn't like my friends. We weren't family. There was all of this stuff that it just was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't like him either. I was in with the friends. I hung out with the friends separately. You know, I didn't always tell you when I was doing, there was so many things where I was like, is this really what you were thinking of this entire time? I, 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 I liked everything. I loved everything. Like this life was great. What are you talking about? And so that kind of, I mean, it didn't really go anywhere. I really like to talk this through, you know, then be like another month and kind of like, okay, okay, like, well, I also still need my stuff. I left in kind of a hurry. Like I couldn't see straight. I got one last swing over to the house to kind of talk and get my stuff back. Saw the dog for what would turn out to probably be like my last time. It still was just kind of in this, it was almost as, it was really weird. It felt like as if she, yeah, had decided I was that person that she broke up with three months or well, at that point, who knows how much earlier, but I still don't entirely have answers on it. When she it's, presented you with the list of things that she had, this was the evidence and she had found that this relationship 
relationship wasn't going to work. What was the thing that bothered you the most on the list? The thing that really bothered me was the friends thing because it truly was, in my view, there's a lot of benefits of gaining a plus one, which is kind of, you also gain all of their friends. I like having things to do. I like having new friends. It just so happened most of us were like, you know, of a similar age and of many interests and everyone was on the same level, basically. It was a very easy group to fall into. And like a couple of them after a bit did kind of, hey, like, hey, how you doing? And like, I, I was able to kind of at least stay prepared with a few of them. I don't know the origin of where it came from. I never knew what I projected that made me see, it really made me spiral into therapy of kind of like, what, like, am I an asshole? Like, am I, am I really mean to like, like, how do you feel when I talk? And it just very, that one hurt a lot. Being told you're not a family after three and a half, four years is, is pretty rough too. I guess that's at least an insult that you can get mad at. The friends when I was just like hurt. Speaking of getting sent into a tailspin and thinking about the past four years, how did you react to the breakup and how did you get past it? Oh, well, the wore sunglasses in public a lot. It was definitely like a a full on retreat. I got really lucky that I have very, very good friends. They were inviting me to more stuff than normal. I mean, like we we all tang out as is. It was weirder conversations than I expected because we don't really, we aren't like deep talkers. We get along great. We talk about lots of things, but we just don't tend to realm into like, how you doing kind of stuff. Very surprising to find that I could hit that level and that helped a ton. I had had a therapist. So like I, I was continuing that. I did switch just to kind of like try to like, I don't know, try to find something new out. There was a lot of just slowly acquiring stuff. It was her house that I'd moved into. I'd rented forever and it started from zero at another apartment. You know, we just bought a bed. I don't get any of that. There's all the like the new spices you got to buy, vacuum, couches. So there's a lot of sitting on the ground, watching Tom Hanks in the terminal and just sulking on the ground, like floor. Uh, life is terrible. It wasn't a braggable couple months after. <laughs> now, I'm just picturing you putting cumin into your shopping cart and being like, screw you, Shelly. This is all your fault. Oh, dude, it's the worst. I had all my smoked paprikas and ended up just left them all there. And I deserve those. And <laughs> so, just lots. Yeah. I love that you said that you went to therapy because I think more men need to be brave enough to say that they're going to therapy or brave enough to get into a therapist chair. Did your therapist help you uncover anything from that relationship or was it more of just healing to be able to talk about it? It was helpful to talk. It was, <laughs> there was a little bit more of goodwill hunting of like, it's not all your fault talking off the ledge kind of stuff. The fact I didn't see it coming kind of really sent me into like, that was the part I couldn't figure out. And so it was really like, I must, I had this entire established way of the way I must be. And there was a lot of, not everything's your, like there's some things out of your control. You have to learn to accept a lot of like learn to accept kind of stuff, which is a really hard thing to hear if you're not that type of person. You're much more of a like, no, I, I make my rules about my life kind of thing. You know, like young 30s single kind of like I'm used to kind of getting to dictate what goes on in my life. And it <laughs> that is really hard to accept that. No, you just can't change this. And you'll probably never know. It was mostly reiterating that every week. I know closure There's- is one of the most frustrating things after a relationship. Does anybody ever get closure, whether it ca- comes out of nowhere or whether you actually get like a list of things that you did wrong? I think acceptance is such an intangible thing to ever really come to. So what were some things that were helpful in at least attempting to get to a place of accepting that this terrible thing happened? Uh, man, nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing got Nothing made it better. Everyone's advice was always like, well, time will change it. And it was when I was like, ah, dang, it doesn't doesn't seem to be working. It was mostly like kind of like finding new things. I couldn't watch TV shows that reminded me. Also, like I, I delved a little bit more into like, I don't typically do relationship type of entertainment. And so there was a little bit of maybe I need to learn and like kind of like hear how other people describe it. Maybe my therapist is just saying it in a weird way. A lot of it was like he- 
hearing other people talk about like, yeah, I, uh, you know, like hearing like empathy from other people really was like kind of my like, okay, so this didn't just happen to me. The universe wasn't mad at me. This is, you know, something that happens to people on occasion. And I had a very good four years. I should try to like look at the best sides of that. It was really, yeah, camaraderie was probably most of it. It helps knowing other people are, it sounds terrible, but it helps knowing other people are hurting. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. There's not a single person out there that hasn't experienced a really devastating heartbreak, whether it was a four year relationship or whether it was a four day relationship. It's a human experience we can all relate to. And it sucks. And it's one of the, it's the reason why this podcast exists. It's interesting that you seem to really tackle this heartbreak head on. I would say that's pretty abnormal for men. I talk about this a lot with Justin, who comes on the podcast every now and then. I think men typically tend to bury heartbreak and then deal with it later. Do you think that's a natural reaction for you or most men? Or do you think that's a stereotype we're just making up? I don't think you're making it up. I mean, that was definitely an approach that I would do for the most part. Like, I I think it was more in just kind of the way that I felt about this one was different. You know, I've had breakups and heartbreaks and all of that. And it is one that like you can kind of cover up and ignore for a little bit. And it, it doesn't get better. You end up just kind of like drinking and dealing with it later. It was easier to do for the other ones. That was my whole life. And so like there was no other choice but to just confront it head on. I had to figure out an entirely new way of I was going to like do the next few years and the next decade. Everything was upheaved. I had to deal with it. It seems like you've gotten to a place. I mean, maybe you're not fully past it, but at least you've gotten to a place where you are not, you're not wearing sunglasses in this interview. So you're not, <laughs> you're not crying through this thing. Yeah, no, no. The only really like painful part now is just like the dog. Just She was so perfect. Her name was Sunshine. How much better does it get? Her name was Sunshine? Her name was Sunshine. She was 80 pounds and the scruffiest, shettiest, perfect thing in the entire world. Oh, the dog. I thought you were talking about your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Dang. No, this all happened in Reno, Nevada. Did I not mention that? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> man. Sorry. Yeah, no, no the dog. Good. The dog's name was the Sunshine. Dog. I think there's something that you can take from every relationship. And I think that's the only good thing that sometimes I can come out of heartbreak other than resilience. What's something that you learned about yourself or you as somebody in a relationship from dating this person? Oof. You know, I had a discussion with a coworker that had a very similar situation. I was really just kind of feeling it that day. And I said, you know what? I think the lesson I really took away from it is that just like sometimes you lose. It's a hard one to take. It just sometimes you do. Things out of your control is like the way I feel about something doesn't mean that that's like the truth about everything. It's a real lesson in like basically loosening on being a control freak kind of thing. I don't know. So out of that, out of kind of like really just like feeling like uh, there's just no way to like look nice about this. And that discussion with him led to a like you get to choose that it gets better. He wrote on a post-it note and I still have it up on my computer at work because it just it was like one of those like that was the like phrase that I heard where it was like now it's kind of making sense. Like I get to decide if that is really the ender. I get to move on. Ultimately, if it's not going to change, it's me that has to figure out how to deal with that. I get to decide that that wasn't the best that it'll ever be to like find new purposes. I get to meet new people. I get to find new friend groups. I get to decide that it's for the best. There is no, it was better. It was worse. I get to decide that. And you get the opportunity to fall in love again, which is a a fun experience that, you know, once you decide to stick with someone, you don't necessarily get the first three months again, that honeymoon phase. And you get to do a relationship even better because you're better prepared as a person for it. What would be some good piece of advice for getting through a breakup for anybody listening, whether you want to go particularly in the route of like guys going through breakups for the 2% of men that listen. And also (laughs) just for maybe the ladies who are currently in the thick of it right now. For the guys, honestly, I hate to be the, uh, I hate to be the uh, the sounder of it, but like I needed therapy that needed to happen. Having, 
having close friends was something that really got me through doing work that I really enjoy doing got me through but ultimately when you're just home by yourself sorting through all these scenarios by yourself you really need somebody that's like focused on hearing your patterns and saying you keep saying like I remember one I was like telling him about like how great a communicator we were and he said well like, it doesn't really sound like it if this caught you off guard and it, you need someone to kind of okay yeah may, yeah okay you're right maybe then I don't get into that round of like it wasn't my fault it was kind of like oh maybe I maybe I wasn't communicating you know you hear feedback in ways that aren't attacking you know they're very helpful everyone's got to talk about themselves here and there like it does help you hear it sometimes out of your mouth them getting you to say kind of you know you have to say ex-girlfriend now there's little like handholds they can do for you that like you couldn't have done on your own maybe you could but you really shouldn't that shouldn't be your first thought by any means no it's so helpful i recently got back into therapy i do it over zoom too so i can like see my face in the Mm -hmm. i can like see myself have an aha moment where it's like oh that's why i think about that which is sometimes fun sometimes you have to watch yourself sob in the camera but (laughs) i think what we can take from this is get into therapy if you can afford it (laughs) yeah entirely yeah i got lucky also again that you know again i like what i do they had an insurance plan that allowed me to go to therapy twice a month you know and so it's kind of like okay that was a real had i had to do it all out of pocket i mean it could have been i'd be in a like much worse scenario for sure i wouldn't have gotten to irrationally spend money on trips and things of my own recovery well thank you so much and coming on and being one of the first guys to talk about their breakup story on here this has been long awaited people like get a (laughs) get a man on and i'm like i'm trying (laughs) we are i hope well i'm hoping i can live up to that hype tune in on thursday to hear me and co-worker justin break down this week's episode i'm gonna have justin listen to everything and get his male perspective on our very first male interview and on tuesday it's our thanksgiving special where we will be sharing the things we are most thankful for from our breakups and relationships so if you want your thoughts heard be sure to fill out that q a box if you're listening to this on spotify or if you want to leave us an audio message you can click the link in the episode description and record it there i'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next